You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Kids Health is brought to you by 13Sick, National Home Doctor Service. 13Sick is Australia's largest network of home visiting doctors. So if you need urgent medical care but your GP is closed, make the call to 13Sick. Children can have a number of mysterious ailments and it can be difficult to know when to see a doctor, particularly when it comes to random pains like earaches. Sarah Hunstead is a mum of two. She was a paediatric nurse in an emergency department for 14 years. She now runs CPR Kids. It's an organisation that empowers parents to deal with health and safety at home and to know when they need outside help. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm well. How do we know when an earache needs treatment? So that is a very difficult question to to answer. It really is. I think it's about understanding um, ear infections a little bit more because they're really, really common in young children. And generally they can be divided into middle ear infections or inner ear infections and outer ear infections, which are their ear canal. And the middle ear infections are the really common ones in young children. And the reason is, is because they're um, basically their tubes that connect their middle ear to their throat are quite small. And so when a child's got a cold, you know, or, you know, a viral infection like a cold, it's a lot easier for the, um, for the germs and the viruses to you know, go for a little travel up the ear canals and they end up with the, or the ear station tubes and they can end up with an infection. And I guess the thing is to know that you don't need to diagnose whether it's a middle ear or an outer ear. It's about taking them to the doctor, but also understanding that not all middle ear infections need treatment with antibiotics. Now, I don't know that you can answer this question, but What do ear infections feel like for kids? I mean, how do they normally describe them? They are horrendous. Um, I was a child who had repeated ear infections. Both of my girls have had the same thing. And the pain is debilitating. It's it's all-consuming and excruciating. So I can honestly understand why parents in the middle of the night will turn up to the emergency department with a screaming child holding their ears and their head because it is incredibly painful. Before doing our conversation today, I actually asked my six-year-old daughter how she would describe the pain when she has her ear infections. And she said, at first, her ears just feel blocked, and that's why she can't hear me for real, which I I thought was quite interesting. Anyways, we'll leave that one. (laughs) Um, And she said that it felt like inside her head that somebody was trying to put a chopstick that was really, really hot into her ear and all over her brain. Wow. For a six-year-old, that's pretty articulate and that sounds pretty sore to me. Yeah. And so would that be a middle ear infection or is it possible for either to feel that painful? So that particular episode that she's talking about, um, she actually had the middle ear infection, but she had a very, very nasty one where the pressure had completely built up behind her eardrum And the pain was instantly relieved when her eardrum perforated or burst and the pus was released. That was instant pain relief. So 
our outer ear can be incredibly painful as well. So what the difference is, is with a middle ear infection, what you'd expect to see would be that they're in a lot of pain. They may complain of pressure. Uh, You may see some pus once that's been released as well. But with an outer infection, what you may see is the ear itself may be quite red and swollen. They may have discharge from the ear. And once again, they even may have pain around their face as well. And the, the treatment's different for both. And of course, this is why we need to see a doctor. It's really, really important that if your child is displaying signs of an ear infection, you know, and they look particularly if they're looking unwell and have a fever, that you need to be taking them to the doctor. So if so, when I said in the, at the top of this interview that um, children can have very mis- many mysterious ailments, if my daughter comes to me and says, oh, mummy, my ear hurts, but half an hour later she's forgotten about it or even that night she's forgotten about it, that's not an ear infection. Um, she may just have a very mild one. It might be just some pressure. She might have a cold Um I wouldn't be too concerned about that. It's about looking at your child as a whole. You're listening to Kindling Conversation and I'm speaking with Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids about earaches and ear infections. Um, Most importantly, we're talking about the infections, not just when it's sore. Before we go into treatment, you mentioned about the eardrum bursting. And I think my little nephew had a burst eardrum. And at the time, I'm going to sound completely ignorant, but I thought, oh my God, if his eardrum bursts, then what happens? Like, that sounds really serious. But you were just saying that it releases pressure. What is the eardrum exactly and what happens when it bursts? So the eardrum is a membrane that basically it, it helps us to hear. What it happens is it it vibrates with sound and there's all these amazing little tiny bones that are behind it and that end up communicating with our brain and how we interpret sound. And so with the, when the eardrum bursts it will heal itself again but it can be scarred and with a lot of scarring that can reduce our hearing as we get older Um, but certainly not all ear infections are going to cause scarring what's really really interesting is that you know, certainly I remember when I was a kid, every time there'd be something wrong with my ears, the doctor would go, you've got a red ear, quick, here's some antibiotics. But now what we know is that there are lots of viruses that cause middle ear infections and we know that antibiotics don't help viruses. And so it's about your doctor. This is why it's so important that if your child is completely complaining of, you know, that it's not just that fleeting, my ears a bit sore, mum, I'm going to go play now, that they are looking unwell, that they are constantly complaining of that ear pain, that you do go and see your doctor so they can give you a proper diagnosis and the right treatment. So not always treated with antibiotics. No. Is there any way of relieving the pain for children? Absolutely. So when it comes to relieving the pain, Giving them oral analgesia, so something like, you know, paracetamol or pain stop or ibuprofen, something like that is really important because we don't want our kids to be in pain. Certainly putting things like olive oil, warm olive oil into ears, things like that, we don't encourage you to do that. 
if your ear, if the child's ear canal is full of stuff like you know warm olive oil, things like that, when you take a child to the doctor, they can't see what's going on in there. They need to be able to see that. I mean, certainly that does feel quite nice. I remember having it done to me as a child, and it did relieve the pain. But that's not what we're recommending that you do. Give them some oral analgesia, and often a nice warm compress over the outside of the ear can, you know, like a nice warm wheat bag or a warm face washer can help with the pain. You mentioned that um, ear infections can come from having colds or that sort of thing, Um, or they're already ill with the virus and it goes into their ear canal. Is there any way of preventing ear infection if, as you say, you know that your daughters get them a lot, so they start to get a cold? If you know your child has a history of it, is there a way of trying to prevent them? Unfortunately, it's just about, you know, we're going to get colds. It's that simple. Young children can have multiple episodes of viral ear infections a year. When it comes to the outer ear infections, then that's something that we can try and prevent. So certainly if you've got a child who has repeated outer ear infections after they swim, then it's about preventing moisture and water into the ears with that. So I have one daughter who had repeated middle ear infections. And so that was, she ended up with grommets. She had lots of colds, things like that, that would do that. The other daughter has had repeated outer ear infections. (laughs) So with her, we're very, very careful that, you know, with swimming, that she's not getting water into her ears. Now that she's older, it's actually stopped now that she's grown because her ears are able to drain more readily. But certainly uh, one of the things that she used to do was she used to stick her fingers in her ear and scratch them all the time. And she ended up with a couple of outer ear infections that way as well. So when it's swimming related, because that's often something you hear that kids will swim and they'll get an ear infection or they'll get a sore ear. What is that about? So um, often it can be that their ears can't drain properly. So they may have, you know, quite small or oddly shaped ear canals. Um, It may be that the water that they've been swimming in is, you know, not great. And once again, it's about going to your paediatrician or your ear, nose and throat surgeon and listening to what they have to say about specifically what your child needs for their ears. Because remember, every child is different your child may get you know repeated ear infections from a certain you know something to do with their anatomy and you have to do something specific for them so it's about speaking to your doctor if you're referred to an ear nose and throat surgeon about speaking to them about what does your child particularly need so with water if they're swimming and they get an infection um It could be about the shape of their ear or it could be that the water itself is contaminated. Is that how it actually happens in the outer ear? Um, Yeah, possibly. So it could be just a nice moist environment where some opportunistic, you know, (laughs) bacteria have come and set up camp. Absolutely. It may have been, you know, that you've been swimming in a bit of dodgy water after the torrential rain that's just happened and all the runoff that's gone in there. There's this, it's, it's like, how do you catch a cold? It's, there's so many different ways, but what it's more about is identifying that it's happened and seeking medical help. Okay, just to summarise before I let you go, what would you say parents need to be aware of with earaches or ear infections? Um, Sometimes young children can't articulate to you what it is that hurts. Look for the signs. They're miserable. 
They're not consolable. They're pulling at their ears. You may see some discharge. You may see some swelling to the outer ear. Just look for the signs. They may have a fever. They may have a concurrent cold. And it's about looking at them. Are they perfectly happy and playing and you're not concerned? Or do they look unwell and they are in pain? You know when you need to go and seek medical help. Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. That's Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids. And we have more from Sarah online. Just head to kindling.com.au. Click on Kindling Conversation. Look for Kids Health. You'll also find more info about CPR Kids, including links to their YouTube channel. Kids Health is brought to you by 136 National Home Doctor Service. If you or a loved one needs urgent medical care but your GP is closed, make the call to 136. That's 137425 for a bulk build after hours doctor home visit. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.